Hey, Trevor. Can you? Hey, Husky fans. This is Trevor Mueller of Sports Illustrated, Husky Maven Channel. With me is Trevor Mueller, Kayla Olin. <laughs> and of course, with us, the, uh, the, the voice you hear down there, he's at the bottom of my screen, is at the top of your hearts, Mike Martin. Uh, <laughs> can I just say, can I just say that you said with me is Trevor Mueller? Oh, really? You threw me off my game when you did exactly what I knew you were going to do. This is, keep this I going. I just collapsed in my chair. <laughs> I, did not, I am with myself. Um, Mike, Washington did something that they haven't done since you had hair in your head. Uh, they won in Stanford. Why don't you talk about that game for me? Um, well, uh, you know, the, the refs tried to give it to Stanford. They tried hard. Um, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I sent out earlier this week that showed where um, was it uh, twenty two Cam Davis, uh, Cam yeah. Davis where spot. He, yep. where his feet are on the I think it's the 30, 30 or thirty five yard line. He's literally prone, not really curled, and where his chest is, uh, unless he is a uh, a yard and a half tall. There's no way the ball should be spotted where it was. Right. Um, you know, Jimmy Lake was good for uh, getting the the one call reversed that Kate Otten slap. Uh, you know, great Jimmy Lake should have, you know, maybe called a timeout and make them uh, really look at where the spot was because I think it was obvious to everybody else. We're like, that's clearly a first down. And then when they measured it, we're like, what? Um, you know, but the, the Huskies did a good job of, uh, maintaining their co composure, overcoming, uh, a lot of things that weren't in their favor. I don't think they had the right shoes for at least Cam Davis didn't have the right shoes sometimes for that type of grass. Um, but all in all, they, they played just well enough to win. I remember seeing, um, uh, a tweet go out that field goals don't win games, but um, you know, the, the game was, was all about field goals. Peyton Henry um, is nine for 11 on the season. Perfect on extra points. And I've just jinxed him, Kayla, going into the Oregon game. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I only had two things. I now have three, Mike, get out. <laughs> two like i mean you know how he does with oregon you know you were there you were tweeting about the oregon game you were there you know better than to talk about him and his kicking with oregon so that was my bonus one that i had to add another one is i'm a firm believer that i don't think any team even if it's a bad call by an official a team should never let a game count come down to a bad call or spot so i'm big on that one two the only fan base that can ever truly complain about officials is the new Orleans saints. That's, that's about it. Well, um, but like I was saying the um, you know, Kate Otten, that slap was probably the most important play of the game um, to, to go back and watch how heads up he's fallen to the ground, has enough wherewithal, to, um, you know, just lay out and slap that ball out. Uh, that kept uh, Stanford out of easy field goal range. And the Huskies, you know, that they, they did just enough 
to win. There were, I, I thought they could have been more aggressive in the red zone. Um, I don't know if you have heard Huskies are number one in the country in red zone conversion. Um, obviously being perfect on the season, you're going to be number one, but they also have the number one passing defense in the country. So there's some good things going on. Uh, the thing that they have to do better at is getting into the red zone. And then um, like Kayla and I were talking, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, not coming up with a touchdown in the red zone. If they would just get into the red zone, um, you know, four or five more times a game, uh, they did get in there five times. They did convert five times, but um, so I sort of take that one back. I want touchdowns now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but all in all, you know, the, the thing that I really liked though, it, it, it was, I, I missed this until the, um, until I rewatched it last night was during the game, you could hear the Husky fans that were at the game chanting over everything, go Huskies. And I know there's a lot of negativity around the program right now, but there are some hardcore Huskies out there that, that are going to make that game against Oregon even louder. And I, I think they're going to be really important this week to really not let Oregon off the hook at any point in time on third downs. Just bring that go Huskies and make noise like you haven't made it before. Um, th this Oregon team is vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, I'll be there. I think maybe all three of us might even be there for that one. So, uh, we're going to start on Friday night, Kayla, we have Utah headed to Stanford and, and Utah is a seven point favorite Stanford, obviously now on, on a losing streak. They're, uh, three and five overall two and four in conference. What do you got on this one? Yeah. So kind of like you mentioned and how we were talking in our recap show is just Stanford is now sitting in last place in the PAC 12 North Wild. while Utah is sitting at the very top of the PAC 12 South, which yeah. is, you know, USC was favored followed by Arizona state and then Utah. So it's been a pretty crazy shakeup there. Um, Stanford has never beaten the Utes at home. Another fun fact and actually ended the Cardinal 11 game win streak at home back in 2018 when they last played with a 40 to 21 win over Stanford and Tanner McKee for Stanford has outthrown Utah's Cameron rising Tavion Thomas has outrushed Nate Pete so right. running proved to work for Washington last week and I think it's going to work again for Utah I don't think Stanford has an answer for Utah therefore Utah by 10. Mike, just just drop the mic now, Kayla. <laughs> it, it's three weeks old. You can you can drop it. Um, I really Last time I, she did that. She muted herself. <laughs> <laughs> I I really hate following her when she's uh, dishing out the gold like that. But uh, Utah has. I thought for a while Arizona State was going to be be all of that. I think the off-field distractions are just too much to overcome for them. And Utah is being who I think Utah is. Um, I haven't watched them that closely this year. I haven't watched them. Uh, the clock management. Is this the year that Kyle Whittingham has the clock management 
in his favor. Uh, David Shaw took a, a bullet out of um, out of Kyle Whittingham's there to, to close out the Huskies game. But, you know, I think that Utah, they, they have a, a lot of good things and they have the defensive player of the year in Devin Lloyd, which I said last week, and he leads the conference with 14 tackles for loss. Um, he's not going to have that big of a game against Stanford, but uh, he's sort of the player that, that the Huskies rolled out there in Carson Bruner. So, um, but I just, I just think that, uh, that Stanford uh, loses this one. I don't think that they lose it badly, but that was a physical game for Stanford. And the hardest thing to follow up a physical game with is another physical game. Um, and so I just, I don't see how Stanford uh, can win this. Yeah. And uh, Utah already has a loss uh, on their resume uh, because of some clock mismanagement by Kyle Whittingham when they traveled to Corvallis for a Here's loss. My shock so, face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it, it, it was really, I listened to it and it was, it was tough to listen to. It just didn't make much sense, but uh, it, with, with what you guys are saying, I think you guys both make a lot of really good points, uh, including the uh, how physical Stanford had to be last week and Washington finally imposing its will uh, pulling guards and tackles and, and starting to really move around a little bit, doing what we hope they do all year and beat up on Stanford's defensive line. And uh, I think Utah just does a lot of the same and uh, Utah uh, seven points. I'll give, I would take it up to 10 points. I think Utah will cover um, next up after that, we have Cal who, uh, you know, kind of shocked the, didn't, I don't know if shocked the world's the right idea because the PAC 12 North is silly, but, uh, you know, they beat Utah, they beat Washington, uh, and then they, and then they have Cal come to town and, or they, they lose to Cal and, um, you know, Cal almost beat Washington, almost beat, um, Oregon. And then they kind of put it on Oregon state. Uh, it's, it's too early to say in the Pac-12 North that, that kicks Oregon State out, but it makes their road tougher. So uh, Cal travels now to Arizona. It's a 12-point game. What do you got on this one? Um, I, I'm going to watch Kayla's eyes on this, see if I steal her thunder on calling for the upset right here. Um, uh, it's, it's tough to win in the desert, and they I know they're 0-19, 0-20, um, but I think that the, the, the time is right for Arizona to, to pull one out. Um, I think they, they cover the spread. I think they win by a late field goal. Um, yeah, I, I just, Arizona played decent against uh, USC and I don't know really what a USC win is, or, you know, win over or a close game against <laughs> USC is anymore. Um Cal played really well. Uh, it looked like that they found some stuff going and I still think they have one of the better coaches in the pac 12. And so uh, I'm going <laughs> to kind of like I was going to pick against Washington until they won. I'm going to pick against Arizona until they, until they win. So uh, Kayla, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I considered this as a possible upset, but if you go back and look, Cal just doesn't struggle in Arizona. Un- like shockingly. Cal just just one second. Quite... Just one. Are you going to do another mic drop on me? No, I, won't, I promise. Okay. I'll save that for USC and ASU. So Trevor, <laughs> make sure Mike goes after me. <laughs> yeah, but 
Arizona, when they, they, they stuck with Washington with the run game and Cal, when Chase Garbers starts throwing Arizona's got no answer, unfortunately, just because their defense is not that deep. And so with that, I don't think there's an upset down in the desert, but I don't think Cal covers by 12. I think Cal wins by 10. Two, that's two for Arizona, and I guess I'm on my lonesome. Uh, this next one, Oregon State headed to Colorado. Um, uh, obviously, we saw Oregon. We talked about Oregon State losing to Cal after, you know, kind of putting themselves where the the artist formerly known as the Civil War um, was going to kind of come down to possibly the North and. Uh, Oregon state's in catch up mode now. And, uh, what a better team to go out and then, uh, beat up on than Colorado, Colorado couldn't hang with Oregon, uh, which does, which makes sense. They haven't been able to hang with anybody just their offense has been so bad, um, yeah. other than Arizona. So, uh, I'm going to 10 and a half points. You could put it up to 17 and I'd still pick Oregon state. So Oregon state's going to cover that spread. No problem. Mike. Um, well, the, the thing about um, uh, Colorado, they put 29 on the Ducks. Now, I didn't watch it. I don't know anything about it. All I see is the 29. And I just wonder, you know, what they found. Was it the scrubs that were in there? Or can Colorado's offense actually put uh, 30 on someone else? Now, the D Ducks defense is not a great defense, so we don't really know exactly uh, what what's going to happen, but I, I think you're right that Jonathan Smith uh, writes the ship, or um, what do you say about a, a dam um, rebuilds the dam uh, this week? I like that oh, in the Colorado River, but in the Boulder <laughs> River, quality, quality. Uh, okay, touche. Uh, just just for reference, they scored 14 in the. Um, in the second quarter, uh, putting them still down two scores. And then in garbage time, they uh, were able to get 15 there. Uh, Kayla? Yeah, I like what both of you did say because I think it kind of contributes to how these teams do match up. Uh, I know Colorado is starting to get into their cold season and definitely different elevation than Oregon State. That might be a little tricky. I don't think Oregon State drops to Colorado. I think they absolutely cover. I think Oregon State wins by 14. However, Colorado is a very defensive-minded team. I mean, put up 29 points, and Washington fans can't really say that they've experienced <laughs> that too much this season. So, you know, it's definitely going to be a little bit more of a challenge, but I think Colorado just doesn't have the offense to figure it out, unfortunately, at the end of the day. So, yeah, Oregon State definitely covers. And, Kayla, we're going to go right back to you. Uh, USC and ASU, probably the the two teams that people picked most to win the South. Um, it doesn't look like either of them are trending in the right direction right now. USC heads to Arizona State. And with that said, they're an eight and a half point dog to uh, Arizona State. So what do you got on this one? Yeah, USC to Arizona State is very much like Washington is to Washington State in terms of just no matter how good they are, they seem to find a way to upset the Sun Devils. And ASU has dropped 11 of the last 14 against USC. And with the Trojans winning five of the last six, no matter how bad they were under Clay Hilton. Right. So let's even go back to last year, which 
ASU leading 27 to 14 late in the fourth quarter. USC actually scores two touchdowns in two minutes and 52 seconds to win by one. Kaden Slovis threw for 432 yards, four touchdowns. I still give the edge to ASU because they're at home and Slavis just hasn't been looking like the Heisman contender he was supposed to be. I actually don't think ASU covers, but they win by seven. Yeah, and you also have um, the receiver that's out for the year now. Yeah, uh, Drake London's out for the year. Um, Mike, what do you got on that? Yeah, well, insert your other uh, five-star receiver uh, for for him. Um, you know, well, I, I, I've been picking Arizona state all year long. Um, maybe my support has been the, the problem with Arizona <laughs> state. So, so was like, but, this is your UCLA for Trevor. It's your, yeah, the wheels are falling baby. off. Yeah. I, I still think that Arizona state, um, wins this game. Uh, I think they cover, I think this is where I think this is one that they've had circled on their calendar since the start of the year. I think they really wanted to be the ones that got Clay Helton dismissed. So, um, you know, I, I think that this for them is a, uh, a matchup that where they felt like it was going to be a measuring stick is, uh, you know, is, is Tempe, the the place for football in the southern region or is it los angeles and i think um i think that the sun devils are going to go out and um do some damage Uh, i think they win by 25 fighting for second place um i mean you also hope it's a physical game because asu travels to seattle next week so right um yeah i i i think the loss of drake london cannot be um emphasized enough that's a huge loss for what that offense was and uh, and i think with that arizona state's able to right the ship a little bit um you know being that two-game losing streak that they're on right now um uh obviously losing to the cougs this week and and really in embarrassing fashion and (laughs) and the the way that they imploded against utah they really really need this win um, to set themselves up for, I mean, they need one more win to be bowl eligible. They're going to, I'm assuming they're going to get that because they have Arizona on their schedule, but <laughs> if they're one win, right. It, with turmoil around the coaching staff, it, 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 it's clear and present that they could end up uh, losing uh, five straight um, to USC, Washington and Oregon state. And so I think to help themselves right the ship and, and try to finish out this season, uh, in second place in the South, they're going to have to win this game. So uh, I think they do. Cause I just don't trust the USC coaching staff where they're at right now. And, and, and again, I think the X factor is Drake London. Uh, but what we're all really looking for here. Well, I quick, quick thing. I think it's yeah. funny you say that just because I actually saw somewhere, um, on social media today and, you know, social media, whatever, but that, it actually came from an ASU fan and saying, you know, if ASU can't actually pull out a conference division title with the talent and with the coaching staff that ASU does have right now, they don't see in the future. And that's like from an ASU fan. And that's, you know, there is a very talented roster. So it's kind of shocking to see ASU being in the position that you're talking about them being in. Well, they were so resilient. And Mike, you talked about this a lot earlier in the season that, um, that you were you were 
pleased with the resiliency that the, uh, that the players were playing with, even with the, the looming, what's going on, losing coaches and stuff like that. And uh, whether that's people, you know, having less coaches in the building have led to uh, less preparation, but uh, it seems like maybe some of the pressure is getting to them down there in Tempe. Yes. Thing, things aren't clicking. Um, they, they look like a distracted team. Yeah. Uh, Washington state forced a ton of turnovers and that right. really turned the tide. Washington state was able to convert them into points um, and really kind of, uh, that was the story of the game. Um, you know, I wish they had come up with ball security issues in Seattle, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see what, what they're able to do this week. I think that, I think that they're going to be able to counter punch whatever athletes um, USC has. I think they're set up to counter punch. Uh, and I think that, schematically i think that why excuse me arizona state is is set up to go because when don james came in he said i i have to set up this program to beat the la schools and i think that's what herm edwards is doing down there is setting up that roster to compete and to take down the la schools so i like i said this is a game that they've had circled uh since since the schedule came out and I think that this is where they want to really kind of, and maybe they took their eyes off the wheel for Washington state. Um, who knows? Yeah, that could be yeah. it. So the more you talk about it, the, the less comfortable I, I actually, I'm going to take USC's. I'm not going to take the upset, but I think USC wins uh, loses by less than eight and a half points. Um, and then quick tangent, because it's what I do. Um, what is it? Do you like that the conference just plays a role as a whole in who represents each division, or do you think it should just be conference? But when it comes to placing for the championship game, it should strictly be your division because I mean, they look at the division who you've won and who you've lost to, but it doesn't, it also includes, you know, I guess you would be sitting in the driver's seat because they've only lost to Washington State. If I remember correctly in the conference out of lost to Utah as well. Okay. Right. 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 Um, But just in general, you know, kind of imagine how different that would shake up for the conference there. Do you like it or do you not like that includes North and South opponents in the opposing conference, Trevor? I think you have to, you you just, you have to have those as conference games, regardless of where they're at. Um, uh, I'm, I, (laughs) I'm, I like to have more fun uh, throughout the, the throughout the season. So I like nine conference games and I like that. uh, I like some of the pandemonium that happens in the conference. And uh, you know, they, these are the people that you recruit against for the most part. These are the people that you run into. These are the people that you're playing seven on seven with. Uh, So I think even if you're wearing powder blue or crimson, I think those games matter just as equally. Yeah. What say you Mike? Well, Kayla is your question do you think that the, the games against the South should be included in your division record to determine who wins the conference? That, that's exactly what I'm saying is, okay, you know, so, say, so say, say Washington had beaten and I know we're running short on time here, but I know, you know, Washington, you can kind of look at lost Oregon state, but if they had lost to well, they lost Arizona UCLA. state or Arizona, does that wipe clean? Does that make sense? Or should it actually kind of be what it is? Well, here, here's here's something that you may not realize that you stumbled onto. Um, Washington will play five teams in the north. 
but they will not play every team in the South. So some team can get um, the two LA schools or maybe um, one LA school, Arizona and, um, and Utah. Yeah. I mean, I know Washington three, dodged three a bullet with not having to play Utah and USC this season. Yeah. So three, three teams that could be really tough where the other team, where someone else draws um, a, a Colorado that is down an Arizona that is down and, um, and, you know, maybe someone else. So one team has three really tough teams. Now they all, they play each other in the North. So I, I see what Kayla is saying because everybody's playing everybody in their own division, but they're not playing the same opponents uh, from the South. So should it be weighted differently? Um, should there be some uh, metric to kind of determine the value of each of those games that they played against the South? Um, I see what you're saying. I don't know that it could be run any differently though. Um, yeah. I just wish that uh, that the Husky, or excuse me, the conference would play as many conference games as the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, just, I mean, just food for thought. Trevor, back to you. I know I interrupted you. I'm sorry. But not really sorry. It, it has to, it, I, I hate, I would hate to see another non, I would hate to see Middle Tennessee State come to town. Um, I want to <laughs> see, I want to see conference games. I think that, uh, and, and, uh, no, no responses needed on this one, but I think it's stupid that, uh, the SEC and everybody else doesn't play nine conference games because they're, uh, they're better games. So Alabama's last... like, give me all the Georgia tech schools. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, last step, uh, uh, Mike, we got Washington, they're hosting Oregon coming off both teams coming off wins. Uh, it's a six and a half point spread. What do you got on this one? Well, Washington's defense, uh, and Washington's offense are are really starting to take shape um, there are good indicators of of things trending in the right direction uh, um, they got into the red zone five times which i except for um arkansas state i don't know that they got into the red zone five times this year so i i think that if if they can find some more explosive plays. They didn't really go downfield against Stanford until they really had to. So did they save it for those uh, Oregon defensive backs to, to kind of go downfield, kind of keep those cards close to your chest? Um, that's what I'd like to think. Um, so I, I think that Washington is set up for this. I hope the fans understand how important they are in this game. Jimmy Lake talked about it, but I, I, I would like to think that it could be Stanford 2016 out there on Saturday. Um, you know, I would just love to see, you know, just the, the offensive line of Oregon trying to, you know, cup their ears to try to hear what's going on. Um, that's really what I would like to see on Saturday, make it really rough for them. Uh, that said, uh, Washington, I think, wins 28-20. Uh, Kayla. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I contemplated going back and forth on who wins this game. So by eight, I kudos to you, Mike. I do like it. And, you know, last time Oregon did travel to Seattle, that was back in 2019. UW led by 14 going into the half. The Ducks then put up the only points in the fourth quarter to win 35-31. 
that was the last time these two met. It should have been last season, but Washington won the North. Ultimately, Oregon went on to win the Pac-12 championship game. There's a lot at stake here for both of these teams, and I think both teams want to fight. I think with UW wanting a lot to prove, especially from last season, I'm going to give Utah by – or not Utah, goodness gracious, UW by three. Well, you know, let, think about the the play uh, of Puka Nukua where he got tripped up. They didn't call it um, to, to end that game, you know. Um, it's, you know, there, there's gotta be a, a grudge factor in there as well for the Huskies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this, this game, uh, Oregon has shown how vulnerable they are obviously losing to a Stanford team that uh, is going to be fighting for bowl eligibility. Um, Washington, obviously extremely flawed, especially when it comes to scheme, but it, you know, what, Kayla and I had talked about is that their uh, the scheme, especially defensively changed and they were able to make some plays uh, in the run game against Stanford and, you know, having CJ Verdell not there. And then, um, you know, my bet, if I'm a betting man, uh, I'm betting that Washington's secondary is greater than Anthony Brown's arm. And so uh, I think that this game is extremely close. It's going to come down to uh, mistakes. Uh, If Dylan Morris can have yet another game with no turnovers, I think that's really important. Uh, Washington, if they, Oregon has uh, given up some yards on the ground. I think if this offensive line takes another step forward, they're able to stick with it. Um, To to your point, Trevor, um, Oregon has created 20 turnovers, 11 uh, fumble recoveries, nine interceptions, or the other way around. Right. So ball security is going to be uh, the name of the game for the Huskies uh, right. in order to, to get that. The Huskies have, I think, uh, eight interceptions, seven, seven fumble recoveries. So I, I think you're right that this game is going to come down to ball security. Right. And expect, you know, wherever, wherever Kayvon Thibodeau is, expect to at least see a chip from, uh, from Kate Otten often to try to get him off his spot, but he's going to be, you know, he's a dominant player. So uh, with all that being said, I really, I really don't know how to pick this game. It's going to be a three point game. Uh, but because uh, I, I love, I love the University of Washington, and I'm going to believe it. Uh, I'm going to go 31-28 Washington. You secretly just have a side bet with the misses. Yep. On the leg of Peyton Henry as time expires. Redemption game. I like it. That'll do it for us. Tune in, uh, see how we do. And uh, we'll see you next week here on the Pac-12 Pick Show. I'm Trevor Mueller. She's Kayla Olin. He's Mike Martin. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.